Yo, is this thing on? Man, whatever. Walk with me. Welcome back to Walk with TFV. Tim Bryson here, and as y'all know, I'm a black millennial who's eager to have a filter conversation with authentic people centered on education, sport, and culture. Just as I kicked off last week's episode, uh, give me a preview uh, that we'll be doing part one of the season finale of season four. Uh, this episode is part two. Uh, y'all heard last season, last week's episode, and if you have not, stop recording now, stop playing it now, and go back and listen to it. Uh, but Ilya set us up for the final conversation that we're having today with none other than my mother. Uh, again, way before the digital age, yet during a time that a lot of experiences, a lot of knowledge, a lot of education and wisdom has been shared down from generations. And so very excited, very curious, and very eager to get into this conversation with my mom. So without further ado, y'all help me welcome Leslie Bryson. What up? What up? What up? What's up, Les? What's up, Timmy T? <laughs> hey, that's a couple of things. There's a couple of things, a couple of things. Because again, before we go any further, you're the only person, to my knowledge, and if someone else can claim this, feel free to hit me on DM, text me, call me, whatever. But the only person who has listened to every single episode that has been released on this podcast. For sure. Right. That's what so support of, looks like. I appreciate that. Just out of pure respect, you had to be on this episode, had to be on the show. But number two, when people listen to the video, they watch the video and they discovered that you were going to be on the show. The first thing they said was, don't stress your mother out. <laughs> Never that. Don't Never stress that. your mother out. I said, I'm like, I said, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. <laughs> but before we get started, you know how this works. Yo, you've been listening to the episodes. What's bringing you black joy right now? Being here, being here, being healthy, um, family's healthy, mom's good, employed, yeah. no stress. Life is about maintaining the peace, and that's where I'm at. So that brings me joy. And of course, South Carolina plays tonight, Final Four. Let's bring it home, Don. Cannot wait. Seven o'clock Eastern. Cannot wait. Now I appreciate that being here. That's funny you said that because Reese had asked me. Shout out to Huncho, what, uh, what's bringing me peace in my life? What's bringing me joy? And I say, like, just living. The fact that I'm alive. Yeah. Right? It's fun things in perspective. But like I said, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're on this podcast. To Had close to out this season, because there's so much I want to talk about. Every single time <laughs> I'm on a podcast, people say, like, pivotal moments, pivotal this. And I mentioned the story about South Carolina, right? I mentioned when you dropped me up at Coastal Carolina. We can talk, we're going to talk about, I'm sure, at some point, uh, junior year conversation in high school with a uh, with dude, right? Taking a picture in front of the statue, in front of Egg, right? There's a lot of pivotal moments that you have been part of and or have created to get me not just to where I am today, but also to who I've become, right? The, the, the version of Timothy that people are seeing um, in April 2022. But my story does not exist without the existence of your story. So first segment, segment one. Ma, what's your story? Story. Um... Black woman living her best life. Started in uh, Kentucky. Um, of course, you know, that been living in Ohio for a majority of my life, but I always claim, you know, Kentucky, that's where it all started. Um, on Upper Street, um, in the Ford household. Uh, 
came to Cincinnati when I was but a young child, first grader, did all my um, education in Ohio with the exception of going to college at the illustrious highest of all seven hills, Florida A&M University, and then came back to Ohio. So if you guys have been listening long enough, you know that, of course, I'm Tim's mom, mom of three. So Tim, Brian, and Brandy, uh, proud daughter of Anita, uh, currently work in marketing at Procter & Gamble um, and skincare. So that is, that is my story. So a proud Black woman living unapologetically in this uh, 2020 age. Probably Don Staley's biggest, Don Staley's biggest fan as well. Shout out to that selfie we got when we were down there. And so, as again, you spent 60 seconds. And you know what's coming. And I, and I was I trying to think about where I wanted to probe and how I wanted to probe. And not even probe, but to learn more about you, genuinely, right? Mm -hmm. And so, the first question I have is that you mentioned, obviously, Kentucky. And I should probably include that in more of my story as far as its origin. Outside of slavery, but its origin. Right. But then, two, coming from Kentucky to Cincinnati. And though it was a move that took you, what? 100 miles north it was a move away from your relationship and really physical presence with your grandmother right so could you just talk more about what it meant to grow up in kentucky right the influence your grandmother had especially being in that house being in that area going home in the summers talk to us y'all you know there's only a handful of people that could bring me to tears mm -hmm. my kids my mom and my grandparents my maternal grandparents so what lily may taught me is how to be bold and so when you think of bold, she was born in 1924. When you think of bold, it is living loud for your family, living loud for your beliefs, living loud for your household and protecting it at all costs. Um, she would tell the insurance man when he came to pick up the payment, like, you have to wait. I told you not to come until after my stories were on. That's bold, right? Yeah. Um, she would let people know when it was, you know, when they had the altar call for church, it's time to get up, like get up. Um, when it hit 11.59 on a Saturday night going into Sunday, she would pull cards off the table like, ain't no gambling in my house on Sunday. Wow. So what I didn't know then as I was lo looking at this big icon was somebody who was teaching me how to live bold, to live um, without regret. So when you think about it, when she passed, she knew that she had this lung cancer for years before that, right? So she always, in my eye, she always lived right on the edge. Like there was no, like, I'm going to play small. She was always going to play big in the church, in the community, on the hill, within our family. And you see that with, you know, first cousins, you see that with her remaining children, like Lily Mae didn't play. That's not to say that granddaddy took a, a small role because he was a, he was a silent brute, like you were not going to mess with the family and he was going to do what he needed to do to take care of the family. So on Sunday when it came, because everybody gave to church, he would hold out his hand with a bunch of change and you got changed so that you could be present, represent the Ford family, right? We didn't mm -hmm. have a lot, but he was gonna let people know we had enough. Mm -hmm. Like you were not going to uh, treat us a different type of way because he was a father of seven, the grandfather of you know however many it was at that point. Um, but yeah, he was going to make sure that everybody respected the Ford name. And so that's kind of how I grew up, respecting who I was, even if I was still trying to figure it out, but you weren't going to move me off my square because that was established early on. Mm, yeah, that's, that's real. And that's something yeah. I def you definitely have passed on generationally as well. And you, you mentioned coming to Cincinnati. Uh, again, our stories are similar in that way as well. 
Uh, and that's when you got to Cincy, obviously you're navigating a new space. You went, you know, to school, child of Forest Park, which we'll talk about in a second, but you're also the oldest child. Right. right? And one thing that you had taught me from early, I mean, shit, probably since Brian was born, in fact, whether I knew it or not, was that you, you're leading by example, right? right. You don't, really don't have a choice to do so. So oftentimes we hear those who want children, expecting children, right? They want their first son to be a boy, right? Or first child to be a boy. Mm-hmm. As a first, as the oldest child and as a woman, a black woman, what was it like being the oldest child in the house with Uncle Eric, uh, particularly having to lead by example, model the way, I'm sure at times where you didn't want to as well. <laughs> you know, we, we took us a, a long time to figure that out. But um, my mom always said, you're the oldest that comes with responsibility. So it wasn't like she was trying to say, you know, because you're a woman this way or you're the oldest that way. She was just like, it is what it is. And so you're going to have to eat it. Mm. Um, and so I had to carry that, but I carried that with a little, you know, boulder on my shoulder. And again, it wasn't until we were older that I really appreciated my brother as a man, right? Mm. And not just as this little kid that I just had to, to tag along with me. Yep. Um, I was third grade. And so, the, you know, this is how long ago it was, third grade. I was picking him up from daycare when I was leaving elementary school. They would give me him and I, you know, hold hands and we were walking home and I had the little key safety pin to my whatever I had on. And I was responsible for opening the door and giving us snacks that my mom had left. That was just like the way that we live. So it was then it wasn't explained because when you think about it, so definitely do not regret of how I was brought up. But my mom was brought up in a way like everything was a square. I had a bold grandmother, but there were some things like with seven kids she couldn't tolerate. So like yeah. talking back which is what my mom passed down, but I always had these thoughts, right? Yeah. Like this shouldn't be, why am I, blah, blah, blah. But when you can't articulate it, mm. you hold that boulder. So that was something going into motherhood. I knew I didn't want to intentionally pass on, although I know we're gonna get into it that, yeah. you know, unintentionally, there were some pieces that I did, mm. so. This is good. So Nita mom's from Kentucky. That's my car, Definitely. my mama, my grandma. She right. stayed in school. She stayed in state for school, which is honestly rare at that time for black people to be in college anyway. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, you made a bold decision and went to Florida. Shout out to Florida and now. And I don't think I've ever asked you this, but yeah, was it Rattler up? Snip, snip, strike Rattler, again. Rattler yeah, strike, yeah. Strike, strike again. Shout out to Courtney mm-hmm. Gauthier. Yeah. But you, you, I don't think I've ever asked you this. How did you find FAMU? What other schools did you apply to, if at all? Like, talk to us about this. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Yeah, right. So um, I applied to Ohio State, Southern, Grambling, and Florida A&M. What? Right. And how did I land Florida? So um, my father, he went to a football game and he came home that night. He was like, yo, there was this band that shut down everybody. He's like, they played the Temptations. They played, you know, he was so hyped and he was like, you ought to check it out. You know, you ought to you ought to check it out. Although education was important, we never had those intentional discussions about college. It was something that I was picking up from my high school. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a a weekend in March where it was snowing in Cincinnati. We got we drove 12 hours straight to Tallahassee, Florida, and it was like 85 degrees. And I said, come hook a crook. This is where I need to be. I'm not really driving with the snow. Let's do the sun. Did the little application on my own attached a transcript, sent it off in the mail, and got the letter back in the mail, and that's how the the choice was made. I I got into the other schools, but then when you look, no shade, uh, but when you look at some of the other campuses, with the exception of Ohio State, it was like, no, no. 
I can do the tracks because Florida State, Tallahassee, yeah. you know, at the time was a little struggle, but you could lean on one side because Florida State with the money was there. Yeah. The culture was definitely across the tracks on the other side. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. So then you, you went down there, biggest shock. Biggest shock, yeah. I was called green a lot. Um, but if I was to back it up, Forest Park was like my baby utopia. Um, definitely went to school with black kids, white kids, Hispanic kids, but we never identified as black, white, Hispanic. Mm -hmm. You would say to somebody, oh, that person in the L section or the K section or somebody who went to this school, we never referenced black, white, Hispanic, blue, purple. Getting to FAM where all excellence was black was like I had to sit and soak that in like and they were very much black black you know it was like okay yeah. I didn't know we had to articulate <laughs> so you know when you're getting jerseys like you know black by nature fam you by choice it was black black you know so it was it was there I always knew who I was right but like yeah. really authentically amongst people and so looking back that was the one time that I would ever have in my lifetime to be surrounded by black people in such a way that was um uplifting that was 91 wasn't it 89 89 fall of 89 shout mm. out to mcgill <laughs> mcguinn hall oh my gosh yeah mm. it's funny you said that did you call Nita? did you call Nita on your first month there two months there uh i mean so we had the phone in the hallway until i got a phone in the room which was like you know you were really doing something yeah, I think after one of those parties, you know, those initial <laughs> being out parties, yeah, I, I placed a phone call or two. That's what I'm saying. So that, how you get mad at me for not calling you the first, like, two you months? You know, out because I know what I was doing when I wasn't calling her, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know what I was doing. So, you know, it's kind of come in at six, brush your teeth and make it to that 730 class that you shouldn't have signed up for. Yes, I, I you know. Yeah, you, know, you was on game. You have some experience. You do. Now, I remember vividly being uh, standing outside of Dogwood Hall. You said, why don't you, you ain't, you ain't called me in three weeks. I was like, my bad player. And, you know, I'm, living, I'm out here. Yeah. I'm I, I knew what was going here. on. Yeah. <laughs> going through the rolly dolly. I knew. <laughs> That's real, yo. But again, I mentioned this to Ilya last week in regards to, to parenthood. I'm going to okay. say you went to start school for 89. Of course, I came 93 during your college years, uh, mm -hmm. early 20s at that. And that's something that you and I have talked about at length to an extent, right? More to obviously continue to unravel and discuss right. that we've been working on and really trying to figure out like what, what has that looked like? How has that, how has that evolved? Um, where are we now, right? Which I honestly appreciate a thousand percent. But as someone in college at the time that you got pregnant, take us back. So I asked you, again, this is a, this, that's our shit, my podcast. I asked you this shit like a month ago, two months ago. And I said, mom, had you ever, or in that moment, did you think about abortion? You remember this conversation? Mm, I mean, we talk about so much. Well, true. I asked you this. You said no. And I'm like, you better than me. So what, what, like, why? I mean, when you think about it, when I, um, so of course I was a junior in college when I, when I found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was off a simple dare because oh, yeah. at the time, uh, folks were so broke. Mm -hmm. um, it was if you went to the, if you took a pregnancy test, they would give you like a grocery gift card. 
And so I went and there was myself from FAM and this other, this white girl from Florida State, right? And she was like boohooing and she was like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm here for the grocery card. I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And she came out, she was like, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I was like, my turn. And went in there and they were like, so you're pregnant. And I was like, uh, can I get my grocery gift card? So I was in like plum denial. Like this was probably like September September, late September. And then I went home for Thanksgiving. So home, I went to Kentucky and my, my knee was bothering. My grandma started rubbing my knee and she was like, look me dead in my face. And she was like, there's something you need to tell your mom. And I was like, oh, cause again, I'm just like in denial. I was still slim. Nobody could tell. Um, and then December, I like broke down on the phone, like, you know, mom, I'm pregnant and she, you know, crying. And she was like, okay, let me know when you're done crying. Cause we got, what you going to do? Like what mm-hmm. the game plan is. And then push. So I knew once I had that conversation with her, that shit was real. And I knew that I was not going to fail you. So whatever that looked like, and that's why I always say, like you, you gave me my grit. So mm-hmm. where I was kind of like loose with it. With you, I knew like I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Like this, I had to get right because mm-hmm. this I wrote. So when you asked like, hey, did you think about it? The concept of being pregnant took me a minute. So yeah. by the time it rolled in, I told you that was December. You were born in March. True. True. I had a short span where I'm reading like baby today, <laughs> yeah. Reader's Digest, what's the baby, you know, that I had to figure it out real quick. I still, you know, walking up those hills, going to class. So you gave <laughs> me my my grit. You gave me my my no quit attitude. Like however we were going to figure it out, we were going to figure it out. You were going to be clean. You were going to be dressed. You were going to have education of whatever that looked like at the time. Um, but we were going to make it. Hmm. And if all I could see was right that day, that was all I needed. I wasn't trying to go out far, but then this is where God seeps in. Um, because you slept on my chest. I had read, and again, probably Reader's Digest or something, that when a baby's born, if you lay them on your chest, he, they pick up your heartbeat. So it mm-hmm. reduces the the cases of SIDS. Um, mm-hmm. I knew then when God was dropping dreams, like your kid is going to look like this, going to this university. Like I couldn't understand how it connected when I'm trying to figure out how to buy formula. But again, you know, fast forward 18 years, that was why when we were at Coastal, I was like, this ain't it. This is mm-hmm. not where he's going to, because that's not what God had given me. But you said that before, you said that on move-in day. Yeah. Like while moving our shit in, the, in Dogwood. Y'all were moving it in. I remember me and mama went to Walmart to pick up that TV that your yeah. uncle had bought you. And I, we were driving back or Horry County mm-hmm. Community Papa College, mm-hmm. turning the corner. And I said, mama, he's not going to finish here. And she was like, Tim's going to finish college. And I was like, oh, he's going to finish college. He's just not going to be here. And she was like, why do you say that? I was like, this is not what it looked like. And she was like, girl, you crazy. But I knew what wow. I had, what stuck with me. Like a few things, you know, parenthood always tell you, if you're not exhausted at the end of the day, when you're raising kids, you you didn't do something. Mm. That thought, I may forget some things, but that thought and other smaller thoughts, that stuck. Well, yeah, and I ended up calling you, what, three months later, four months later? And we were standing in front of, um, what's it called, Blatt? Blatt, yeah. This is what I saw. Like, it was like God colored it in. Yeah, super real. Well, the decision to obviously keep me and have me. For sure. While yeah. here, of course. But as you think about childhood, early adulthood, even, I mean, current adulthood now, any other pivotal and or influential decisions that 
you want to make light of and or you know speak to in regards to how and and how and why it's made you the person you are today how and why personal decisions about you or about myself about yourself oh gosh about myself is just being a bold parent right so that was very important to me because that was i always see you guys and so i know this is your podcast but there is a set of you know there's three mm-hmm. that i was not going to mess up and realize that you didn't belong to me right so god gave me you that's a gift so i was going to make sure i took care of you Real. what i didn't what was a big shift for me is when that time came where you guys had to live life on your terms right no no longer under the the roof of the house that i created the home i created but now it was like a shift on who is leslie I had made sacrifices willingly to ensure that the lifestyle that you guys needed to be successful. I, I knew that I always wanted you guys to do better than what I was doing, right? I don't know if you recall that time we were going to Home Goods, and I, I said, "Oh my God, Tim, Brian, y'all 21, ain't no kids. You didn't broke the curse, right?" So mm-hmm. I knew like certain mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. and then when I came out of that, like where I was like what I called myself as consultant in your life, then it was time to be who was Leslie as a black woman who was Leslie as a black professional. And those are when like big, big moments happened for me. And then it started to click. They need to see me living in such a life that's so true, so authentic, so that they then, when they become like, should I, should I? Fuck yeah, mama did it. Mm. Like, yeah, let's do mm. it. That's real. I mean, I think again, it's evident. And I know the people listening to this episode, if they don't see that it's evident now or hear that it's evident now, they'll hear it within these next 30 minutes for sure. They should. Because <laughs> after this conversation with Ilya, you, and you get Nina Mama here, it's very clear with my values uh, and with my story and gives a lot. Yeah. Uh, but transition into segment two, uh, education and educators. And so as I mentioned before, uh, both Ilya and yourself and Nina Mom, three biggest influences, influencing educators in my life, hands down. Uh, but you have ins- always instilled, always reiterated and emphasized the importance of education. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a rhetorical question, though it's not, but why? Why? Um, my mom, I, I would say like it, it started from her, right? So at the time I didn't know, but she was, you know, the only one of her siblings. So one out of six who graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were little, that man came to the house with encyclopedias. So school might've ended in June, but we had a year round <laughs> school in the house. Yeah. So we had to like pick 10 words out of the dictionary. What's the, what's the, is the subject? I mean, what's the verb? Is it a noun? We had to put yeah. it in a sentence. Then we had to write it in a story. Um, I was constantly reading. So school never stopped. And I don't know, it had to be somewhere in high school. You know, when they start ranking you, like what, what number are you in your oh, class? Are yep. you? And that kind of meant something like, you know what? I'm smarter than these jokers. Let's let's uh-huh. run this up. You know, I didn't I didn't graduate first in my class, but I damn sure didn't graduate in the bottom half, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it became like she started making it important. Then it became like, okay, I can do something with this. And then it became like being at FAM, no one can take this away from me. So the more that I deposit in myself, that's armor for anybody who's talking shit, really. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you think you're dealing with, mm-hmm. let me show you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think you got, <laughs> let me show you. So then it just became almost like a mental game um, because there's some things I'm thirsty for and there's some things that I'm not, but I'm always going to know just enough to get through 
of the things that I may not be thirsty for, but I do need for ammunition. So I consider education ammunition, something no one can take it from you and something you can always build up, which is why then when you started going to school, it was like only the best, the best of the best. Um, I think you were in third or fourth grade. So Brian mm -hmm. had to be that year behind you. Someone had said the best school, the best male school in the state of Ohio is St. Xavier High School. Bet it up, let's go. So I had you guys stand in front of the fountain. Let's take a picture because Brother Ill has said, if you have a vision, that's what you can work towards so you can get the victory. So if y'all were in third and fourth grade, when you made it there, when, right, when you took the entrance exam, it was a no-brainer. I wasn't nervous. The only piece I was nervous about was like, how are we going to pay for this? Because yeah. it was a grip. Yes, it was. Yes, it is. It still is. Um, and to this day, I never know how that money really played itself out. But I knew we had favor all throughout, right? So you graduated on time. Your badge was never deactivated. You was always able to make it through the door. Mm -hmm. But I just knew then I was going to give you the best of the best. So to position you up, you could never, I never wanted to put myself in a position where I had to hear you say, but mama, you didn't, I didn't have, no, you had the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So I gave it to you, you got it, now run with it. And I knew no one could take that from you. I knew that from when you were little, you were always curious. When Jeopardy came on, it stopped you in your tracks, right? You were like, <laughs> and you would watch that whole show 30 minutes strong. It got to the point where I could hum it and you'd be like, I catch your attention. Um, mm -hmm. You were always thirsty for education. So I knew it was either something from reading with you, from you know working math problems until I couldn't no more because all you guys superseded me yeah. or just being intentional right of going to library we're going to do chores we're going to go to the library and then we'll go to the movie so just making it important it's funny you say that because say that again and it's paid off oh hell yeah it's still paying off it's still, yeah. still you know still you know say next uh long blue line network when I come home right for sure but it's funny you say that because you know I don't like to read it's not a surprise to anyone listening as well but I do enjoy writing, especially like free writing, mm -hmm. stylistic writing, right? And I know you remember this, you my mother, but like editing my papers, I mean like legit tearing it apart, right? right? Red, 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 go back, red, red. But that's, again, the fact that you spent time after work, after you cook, which I don't know how people cook for kids and they ain't working full time, but I'll get there one day, and still had time to get feedback, right? Now I'm going to get my PhD, which is obviously rooted in writing. Mm -hmm. But that started at 109.34. Right. Right. In a similar way, you modeled the way, and I don't know, we probably not. One moment I remember very vividly is being at St. X parking lot right across or outside of that house, forget the name of the house was, um, and you had a diploma, like a diploma that came in. Mm -hmm. And what I now knew, now know, whatever, 10, 12 years later, but that was your diploma from one of them schools that you finished your degree. Right. Why, why was it important for you to finish? I, I, as a promise I made to grandmama, mm. so, you know, like when you, you got care boxes, like you got some nice care boxes, like shit I had was like potted meat. <laughs> yeah. I check every now and again, but my grandmother gave her last. So whatever it was, whatever I needed, it was, you know, $20 wrapped up in paper, paper, paper. She gave me everything that she had. My mother gave me everything that she had. Like I, I started, like I didn't know ATM. Oh, how much money can you swipe out? Because there was no limits. Like she mm -hmm. gave me what she had. Mm -hmm. There was no way that I was going to then have three kids who I knew were going to finish and I couldn't be part of that bunch. And so if it was, you know, a class here, a class there, a class, I didn't have many because again, 
I was, you know, that far down the finish line, but intentionally I was going to finish. Like you couldn't tell me anything. But when were you taking class? I guess when I didn't realize that, when were you taking class? I would take classes. Like when you guys are playing in the backyard, I was taking, taking classes. Wow. Um, on my lunch hour, I was taking classes. So it was online classes. I was never yeah. really having to be, be present for, but that's when I'd finish it up. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. And the midnight hour, I was busting it out. And again, yeah. I wasn't, and not to knock anyone who is right, but I wasn't slow. It was easy to do. So I trying to find the time to do it and be yeah, intentional. And again, you guys are in my first ministry. That was like three or four, but it had to get done and it did get done. Amen to that. So I'm gonna move us in a different direction, another direction. Okay. And th this direction is one that is gonna center um, parenthood, in this case, motherhood. Okay. And one thing we've seen is particularly when, uh, after Kobe passed away, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Gigi and others, is that this emphasis on girl dad. Girl dad, girl dad, girl dad, girl dad. Then all of a sudden, every man I feel like wanted to be a girl dad, girl dad, girl dad, girl dad. And what I don't understand is that boy moms, right? And mama's mm -hmm. boy, we don't get that same love, right? <laughs> the girl dad relationship is important for many reasons that we can talk. They can figure that out. But mother son is a, a relationship that is very uh, precious, right? It's very mm -hmm. unique. It has its own strengths, you know what I'm saying? It's tied to it. And so when you found out you're having a boy, let's start from the beginning and work our way to where we are now and, and realize you're going to be a boy mom. What thoughts did you have at that moment back in 92, 93? Um, how are you preparing yourself to, to, to bring a, a boy in this world in 93, spring 93? Like just talk to us more about like what were you thinking about in that moment as we get to obviously 2022 where some of the worries and concerns are a little bit different. When you were born, I mean, you were my roadie. So it wasn't like I really saw you like, oh, you're, you know, I'm a boy mom and you were my roadie. Like, again, we shouldn't have done it, but you rode in the front seat with me, like yeah. facing the windshield. Like we was bumping music together. You were, you were my, you my ace. You were my, you gave me my grit, but you also, we had fun times and the brokest of times. Um, so it wasn't really until Brian came that I was like, it was like Leslie and the boys, right? So then it was like, okay, I got princes that are going to be kings. I got to make sure that they're solid. I got to, that's when it really became more intentional. But when it was just me and you, it was just like me, you against the world. Like nobody was going to stop us. So I really didn't have like, oh, I'm a boy mom until Brian came. And that's when it became more solid. Um, but before that, I was just, it was just me and my road dog. Okay. Middle school. <laughs> this is good. Start playing sports. You and Brian start playing soccer, a little bit, a little bit of basketball, whatever. You at the games, indoor and outdoor, every single one. I can't remember one that you missed. This was a conflict. Um, the relationship between my, particularly myself and you, I want to center that right now. Mm -hmm. What do you remember uh, during that time? I guess it's what, late 90s, early 2000s, in regards to who I was, but also what our relationship was like. So if we roll it back, really, you got into soccer because football was not going to be, it was a no-go. When you got popped um, down that hilltop lot and I tried to run out and they were like, you can't come. I was like, nah, I'm like, hell. I was my kid. I was like, okay, Tim, we're going to think of something else. <laughs> something that doesn't require pads. Um, so then it was soccer. And I, I, that's where I knew that you not only found something that you love, but you found something that you could master. So again, because of the reading, because of your focus. So when I say that they had, like Tim had to read, Tim had to read books on sports because that's something that would keep him. When I knew that you could read the field and you could do your thing, that's where like, I need to be a supporter, but I need to be 
not so loud, but I need to let him know that I was there. So I don't know if you remember how I used to write in the hem of your T-shirts so mm-hmm. that when you were bent over and you couldn't hear me, but you could read and say, okay, mama's still there. Mama's on my side. That's when you really started figuring out who remotely who you wanted to be. And that's also when you kind of start smelling yourself as old people would say. So it was about that time that Ilya then came into the picture, which was very needed at that time. Cause I could only do so much as, re- as it relates to you becoming a young man, mm-hmm. right? That he needed to add that extra layer in there so that we could finish the, the ride out together. So our relationship was, that's when I started admiring you for who you were becoming, but mm-hmm. still couldn't figure out, okay, how is he gonna really get to this other side? Cause right now, Tim's hot. He's hot on the field and he's trying to bring that energy home and uh uh-uh, pause. (laughs) There's a way to do it. And so, you know, Ilya was able to craft that the way for you. Still stay stay gutter, right? I didn't want to smush it enough where you weren't gutter. There's time. There's a time and a place. So, you you know, you kind of have it on both sides. Mm, Yeah, I I did. And that's, that's important. And so getting into high school, obviously preparing to go to college, our relationship continues to evolve, right? Continues to mold into what, into where we are today, to be honest. Right. And I'm curious to learn more about like what your thoughts were as I'm going through this um, college application process, right? As I'm going, as we're visiting school, I, you know, I did the whole jumpstart piece. Shout out to you. Right. Again. Half of this shit, I don't know how you paid for it. <laughs> but looking at my check by week, I got paid today. Looking at my check by weekly, I'm like, if I had a kid and they, this is how much tuition costs, somebody not eating. Like somebody not doing something. So I, mean? I, hope, I hope people recognize the the grace that it was over our life. Amen. How um, blessed that we were. Um, and I don't try to figure it out. I think that's the piece that if you think long, then you get trapped up in it. I just know that God has been good. Amen. So, Amen. Um, so when you're going through that process, again, I knew you were going to colleges. It was just a matter of fact, where? Like, where were you going to go? I wanted to make sure, I think at the time, after you won state in the um, relay, then you were starting looking at, hey, can I, you know, can I be a college athlete? And I don't know if you remember, but I I knew I was very intentional on saying to that coach, that's great. You can offer him athletic money, but don't get it twisted. Tim's also gifted scholastically. So we need academic money because if he trip and fall over a rock, I don't want to buy colony talking about you have to pay. Mm -hmm. Where's the academic money? So it was then I had to start letting you go, right? And become that consultant to let you live life always, like keep yourself in the guardrails, but live big. This is your time to shine during your four years, which became, you know, with your master's and now with your PhD a little bit longer, but live life on your terms. So it was, it was when I had to kind of pedal back and just kind of look to see how everything was unfolding for you. And so, I mean, the language you're saying now is, is beautiful to me because it's your words, number one. But two, and we talked about this, and maybe maybe I'm making an assumption, so please check me if I'm wrong. I will. Did you have that language as falling back and being the consultant when I was 16? No. Right? Then so like, like what type of, whether it's work, reflection, journal, I know you journal, journaling, reading, have you done, what are you doing along over the years to get to a point where you reflect back and say, here's how things have shifted along the way? I think one thing about you and I is that we are continuous learners, right? Uh, so not just academic, but there's nothing that's going to bypass us. If we are thinking about it, we're going to research it down. We're going to figure it out. 
So no, what y'all are hearing today was not the Leslie in what, 2011, 2010, 2011, it was not. It was something that I knew had to like change. So your first years, although you were my roadie, I needed someone else to like help me like, okay, so he's supposed to go to sleep like at eight o'clock? Like he can't hang up with, you know, yeah. I think that's where my mom came in. So again, if you think of my grandma being bold as she is, my mother being bolder, yeah. there was also, hey, keep it in a box. If you keep it in a box, you can't fuck nothing up. But then I thought, why do I have to keep it in a box? Why can't I stretch it out a little bit? So we we grew with that. And I think even most recently, you were 29 and I told you like, now it's kind of exciting to figure out how to quote unquote reparent. Mm -hmm. And that is being open enough to say, hey, I apologize for this, this, and this. And I want us to have conversations like this, this, and this, and you being open with it because I, I recognize that I was trying to do things in a cookie cutter fashion, even though we were definitely outside of that cookie but it protected you enough so that you stayed stable. But then I had to open a door to let you fly, to let you do what you needed to do and to really watch that. Even when people were talking, I mean, there were some things like, what, you you took a shot with your son? Hell yeah. Like I, I needed him to know what alcohol was really like before he got on campus. Wasn't nobody gonna call me talking about, oh, he had alcohol poisoning because X, Y, Z. Tim knew what vodka was. Tim knew what a beer was. Like I was cool with that. And that gave me some peace, but it also opened the door to say, look, don't mess nothing up, which is, I think you highlighted on other podcasts. When I dropped you off, I reminded you that this was yours to manifest or to fuck up mm -hmm. because now it was on you. What didn't mean that I didn't love you. It didn't mean that I wouldn't, you know, get on a plane, drive a car to get to you, but this was yours. And when you, it's yours, you kind of protect it a little different. It was no longer, don't do it for me. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Cause this is what you're going to own. This has your name on it, your stamp. It's funny you say that because, of course, I've been in school now seven, nine years while I used to higher education. And there's, of course, models and theories and frameworks that tell you how you should or could and may think about, you know, working with college students, whatever. Right. Though 95% of what and how I'm leading in my current role at Maryland comes from what Ilya has said, what Mimam have said, what you have said, right? Like ownership was one of our guiding principles at Maryland for that reason, right? I need you to, I need you to take ownership of your learning and evolving career journey. Because after you do that, like you said, you're you're unstoppable, right? No, right. One can, no one can touch you. Again, and I'll joke with you about this. Like, did you know you were saying stuff like that in the moment? Like, where did that, where was that coming from? Was that coming from like your own experience and you taking ownership or not taking ownership? Like, where were, where did these these mantras and sayings, everything else, where did they come from? I think, and then like, as again, as a parent, so as your mom, there's some thoughts that I had and definitely in the midnight hour. And there's some things that you bring up that I know was only but God like speaking through me. Cause I, I can't remember exactly how I said it. I know that I said it, but then why did it come up? So I think it was very, very intentional. So again, realizing that you were a gift from God, I truly believe that he gave me some thoughts and some sayings that needed to be said, but at the time I didn't have the exact language for it. The other piece was I knew that we were doing some things and we had to get to this other side. And so I needed to let you know, look, I'm not going to shoulder this. I always, I don't know if I told you this, but I know I told girlfriends, like when, when all of you out were there, I was like, this, this is not going to drive me to drink and to take pills. Like nope. This, nope. this is what I can handle. Nope. So if I had that mindset, then I had to make sure that we were getting to where we needed to go. If it was time to get in the car, it was time to get in the car, you got left, point blank period. 
Mm. Where it was time for grades, I needed to see grades because I need to let you know that I don't know how, how, the how, but it, it costs to go to the school. So I need you to represent. I didn't worry about the sagging because no, we don't sag. I didn't spend money for, you know, to get these clothes and this is what you're going to wear. So part of it was like, I don't know how it came out, but for God. But the other part was like, I'm all in. So I need you to make sure that we get this in terms of the final four, we were going to get this natty at the end. Everybody was going to walk. Everybody went to, you know, can't talk. No one can say shit about the education that you guys received. And no one can say shit about the degrees that y'all have gotten. Now, y'all can add commentary around, I thought he and he should. I'm glad y'all have a, a, a comment. It means nothing to me. Because it's funny, the very same people who talked about how unorthodox, if you will, that how we roll are the very same people who then call like, hey, can you help me with my child? I am looking for, oh, I thought y'all didn't want, you know. We was this back, <laughs> they talked about me, now they love me, like, you know. So that's where you have to have that, I, I give zero fucks. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some things I will defend to my death, literally, death or jail. Like you pop off on one of my kids, my mother, you would have to be really rare to say something about my grandparents. I will braid my own braids back and let y'all know like where the debit card is. Let me sit for a couple of days because I'm still hot. But the rest of it, like bypass me with that. Again, I have I have my ammunition. I have the education. I have peace of mind. I got my squad. That's all I need. I'll put my I put my family up against anybody any day. Hmm. Yeah, we, we talked about that. It's the best team. Yeah. Best, best team, best position of leadership, best community uh, that I'll ever speak to or speak about. Just for the record, because we're not going to skip past this. You bought us clothes, and thank you for making sure we were clothed, but those clothes are not fit. <laughs> okay, so you said, how'd I pay for that tuition? It's because you was able to wear that polo, like, in fifth grade <laughs> to freshman year of high school. <laughs> you know, it kind of yeah, okay. stayed with you a little bit. <laughs> Their clothes are not fit. I was not wearing skinny jeans, like not the skinny ones I'm wearing now. Ten years ago, no. cut. And, and you never had any Jordans. I I never bought Jordans. But again, you had a car at sixteen. You always had a cell phone. Although those first couple of years, you was a hustler. That was another thing. I think another thing I'm proud of that taught y'all how to hustle, even though I didn't realize it was like hustling, right? Because you know you rode the bike to deliver papers. You were a ref. Again, I knew that once you learn, when that man said they can take the certification of ref anywhere, I was like, anywhere? Okay, bet. So we're going to start them young so that when they get to college, they can make a couple extra 20, you know. It was like the same thing. Some people teach their kids how to cut hair. I made sure y'all had those soccer certifications to ref. Well said. Yeah, that is true. But again, another thing, I think part of it is generational because Gen Z don't know how to hustle. You say go get it. They say get what? Yeah, huh? I say I say go make it Google, like figure it out. Like you have yeah, to figure uh -huh. it. The dictionary, right? If you know how to spell it, what you gonna walk right. in the dictionary and figure out how to spell it, figure it out. The two, and and um you mentioned what you had said when you dropped me at the coastal, right? And when I've said this on plenty of podcasts, and I'll continue to reiterate it, that it liberated it literally liberated me subconsciously and consciously to do whatever rang true to Timothy Ford Bryson. Yeah. Right. Cause I knew, like you said, I didn't, it didn't have nothing to do with you at this point. Like, this is my journey. Ilya said the same thing last week, though, when he talked about his dad in regards to his dad saying, major anything else, right? Do something, but don't be a pastor. Right. And Ilya literally said, it freed me to study what I actually wanted to study. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone is not um, 
uh, they're privy uh, and or has a relationship with their parents or guardians to where they may either have the knowledge, wisdom, or words to be, to be able to express something in that way that liberates those around them. Right. But we can also liberate ourselves to go get it, right? That's to figure true. it out, to walk in our purpose. And so why, again, it sounds rhetorical, but it's not because there's still people today and even who are listening who have asked me questions about this. Like, why is it so important that if, I, if especially when those around you don't say it, for you to tell yourself to manifest what you want to get, right? To, to, to set a vision that leads to victory. Like, why is that important for people to do, especially those who either have kids, right? Who may be listening because of you and are people like myself, 20s. <laughs> early thirties that, that may be unsure about in regards to that next step. Cause you've taken a couple steps, particularly in these last couple of years that have not only liberated what you thought was possible, but also identified some areas of possibility that we didn't even think of before. I mean, if you don't live for something, you'll die for everything. I mean, you're always chasing behind somebody. Somebody can always tell you this, that, and a third, and you'll start thinking about their this, that, and a third, instead of spending time thinking about what it is for you. I always challenge people like, um, especially like in business, I always challenge whoever is, you know, the, my leader, like, what is your why? And if someone to me, if someone doesn't have a definitive why, that means they're a floater. That means anything can sway them. And so I need to know if you're responsible for a piece of my check, I need to know what you solid on, because then that way I know how to pivot because I know what I'm solid on. So again, if you don't take the time to figure out what is your thing that you were right here on that can't, it's not going to mess you up. This is this is what it is. Then everybody else can throw their opinions, their comments, their uh, and you get lost in the sauce. You you stay off your game. You get off your rock. You know, that's another reason why, you know, I don't know if people know that I, I say, what's up, rock? To remind you that you were born on solid ground. It was broke ground. We was whole. But it was solid ground. If I didn't know anything else, I know when I was looking for a word like, God, I'm pregnant, help me out. And I landed on Timothy. And I'm not a Bible scholar, but when you read about mm -hmm. Timothy, raised mm -hmm. by mother and grandmother, like, damn, mm -hmm. this makes my, okay, okay, God. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's why I'm intentional on asking people about their why, or even like people that I'm around to see what sways them, right? If you get hype on Wiz Khalifa, but you can't get hype about, you know, your check and having legacy and your peoples, there's a problem. And so you can see that with folks. So that's why I get, I get real focused on it. Again, somebody gave me something, you know, you get legacy, but you also leave legacy. And if you don't have anything in there that you're solid on, I mean, what are you really doing? Yeah, I agree with that. And, and like I said before, there, I've had people ask me the same thing, right? How, Matter of fact, two days ago, I, I just don't know how you're doing this and this and this and this and this. I said, sis, honestly, three months ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said time management and everything else. Now it's just God. That's it. That, I, and the that's longer, that, longer you focus on it, you're going to get tripped up because I'm not focused on it. I'm just moving and grooving. Like, no, I can't. When people look, if you put it on paper, it shouldn't make sense. Talk but God. It. Talk about it. Like I've Talk. been in, um, I don't remember, um, Sheila from the wreck. I can't think of her son's name. We went on Jordan. to play at Dayton. Yeah. Um, I remember we were in the wreck and I was like, I had a calculator out. I had pen and paper. Like I can add the numbers don't add up, but everything is paid, but God. So no, when you put on paper of like what I paid for tuition. Yeah. I could have had a summer home <laughs> <laughs> down in Savannah somewhere. That's Brady fault though. Don't put it on um, 
true. But the, but the dividends just look a little bit different because I kept focused of what I wanted to make sure was achievable. That was y'all's education, hands down. It wasn't, you know, that's what was going to make shake. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, just to be focused on something. I mean, that that has to be what and whatever that is for you. Again, don't make it to be acceptable for somebody else, right? Because when it's acceptable to somebody else, it means you fed into their their comments. Mm-hmm. When it's personal, you know, when it's personal, then people know. So yes, I'm very vocal about my grandparents. I'm very vocal about my kids. I'm very vocal about my mom, right? There's some other shit y'all don't know about. That's what you really should be scared about because this other stuff that I'm not letting you in on, that's where I come with the machete. And then you like, what, what happened? Like, what, this? I've been in meetings where people said, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you didn't. Like if we talking money, I'm not going to play small. Like you don't think I read <laughs> the annual report? I know how much we bring it in. I know how much a cut of that that I want. So yeah, I, I, I worked in industries that were profitable, right? The benefits were great. It allotted me to do X, Y, and Z. But I knew there came a time where I was coming in like, no, no. Like this is where, well, this doesn't happen. Okay, for other people. For other people, I don't, I don't know that you know who I really am. Or when people are like, wait a minute, so you're your son and you're and you're uh, and I always say, oh, the question that you're trying to ask is how did I pay for it? Don't worry about it because it's paid for. Or how much do you want to put on it? Like, you know, it's it's those type things because there's that piece that I not going to reveal. And it's so, that's, that's a piece that becomes so personal, right? So you should always have a why that you're willing to articulate, like that piece where it's like, I, bitch, I wish you would, right? Mm-hmm. That's this. Mm-hmm. There's this other piece that like, if I tell you and you violate that, I'm going to have to hurt you in such a way that I'm going to catch a charge. Like about it. So you keep that, <laughs> that's personal. That's, that ain't everybody business, but this, you got to be able to like really tell people, this is what makes me tick. Fuck around if you want to. This is what makes me tick. And so that's that's the piece that I become passionate about. And if a person that in my circle, right? Again, I, I suggest it for everybody, but in my circle, if that's not what you're shaking about, then you're not in my circle. I think I've always told you, you've also got five friends. Those are people that are there in death, when you're moving, <laughs> when you need something. A person can't, and that doesn't make people bad. I know a lot of people. I fucks with, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's just that's my. I can't think of what the gentleman's name was when he said it. That's my baby, mm, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Brian when he White, said Brian, that, 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 that spoke to me. Like, yes, okay. And you can have different bevies, right? Have a work bevy. Mm-hmm. There's people that pour into you, and you can pour into because it takes some movement in order to make things shake. Don't depend on that one person to make things shake for you. One, ammunition, have the knowledge, but two, have those people that can make things shake. People that when they speak, people are like, okay, got you. But they, don't worry about it. Put her name in the room. Put her name in the room. I already know, I know people are gonna have a lot more to say when they listen to this podcast (laughs) and a lot of questions to add. No, for good reason, I mean, we've been doing a part two. And honestly, I thought about, I guess my shit doing a recap every season with you on it since you listen to every single episode, which I think would be pretty cool. And something that we can honor, you know, a mother son. 
Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. But you mentioned not being not W square, right? It takes movement to make things shape, which is all important. Mm -hmm. But you talked about knowing your why, knowing your why, knowing your why, knowing your why. And this is wild. I remember distinctly, got elected 14, got impeached 15. We went to the bookstore, Barnes and Noble, and went uh, Liberty Township, whatever, Union Center, mm -hmm. December 2015. Oh, wow. Keep going. And we went, we walk, you know, I hate books. And I'm like, I'm going to graduate. This is going to fucking bookstore. We walk in there. You said, Tim, got to go get it. I'm getting this for you. Now you're ready. Yeah. Remember this? Mm-hmm. what is this? Da, 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 da. And I read the F of that book somewhere. I go get it. Um, but that book was called Purpose Awakening. Yep. Why? Which is honestly where my whole mission statement, which I crafted back in spring 2016. It's not, a, this ain't fucking new. I've been saying this shit since spring 16 came from to where the, now this podcast, this brand, if you will, this community has been founded on, was from right, that right. book that you bought in December 2015. How'd you find this book? <laughs> and so, then why did you say that was the moment to which to give to me? Because you said I wasn't ready. You said I wanted right. to give it to you before, but you weren't ready. Like, why right. that moment? Um, because I had been following his wife, right? And her words, like, just coming out of the wilderness and and being bold and living life on purpose. And then her husband who wrote the book, Mr. Roberts, Torrey Roberts, um, when I read it, it's like, it just, it stuck with me. And I said, like, when I pass this on, I knew that I was gonna pass it on. It has to be when they went through something and they were coming out and had to feel it, right? Cause when you went through that experience, I mean, I remember like walking and getting the call and I was like, Manya, you know, there's some stuff very shake and, but you were just so tunneled, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all trying to say this? <laughs> you can't impeach vision. Like when you, it's like clicked, I said, he's ready. He's hungry for it. This would be the, the bridge to, to take him to the other side to co-sign the thoughts that I knew you had swirling in your head, right? So I just knew it was time, like some things just clicked for me that I, I know it's time to say. I know it's time to add input. I know it's time to shut up. I know it's time to listen. So I just knew it was your time. It was your moment. It was something that you had, that was, that will remain life-changing for you, right? Your, your pivotal moment that I knew that he got it. He's ready. And armed with this, like that's just another, another bullet in the chamber becomes unstoppable. So I just knew you were ready. That's one thing I would say about you and I is the the click, right? So I don't know if it was like when you laid on my chest as a baby. I don't know. It was like walking you into, you know, daycare. Um, you know, you was brought up on Tupac. You knew some gospel songs, but you was you was the hip hop baby. Um, I, I don't know. It was like when you were going starting at, at Saint X to when you were ending at Saint X. Um, even when um, we went through that whole debacle, junior soccer. Mm -hmm. I knew that that was a moment where you didn't need somebody to say, oh, Tim, it's going to be all right. You needed someone to like hold your mic, speak on it. <laughs> Let these people know that they ain't doing nothing but shaking up, shaking up the dream right here. You know, so to go from I'm cut to I'm standing on a podium in Columbus, Ohio, please. That's what made it so easy to step to some of those, you know, be fully transparent. Some of those white men, like not today, you will not, not today. Do you want to go? Like, let's, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. So yeah, and I always reminded people like what you try to do to mine, it's going to circle back. And I'm not wishing ill will on anybody, but the very thing that you're trying to throw on him 
it's going to, you know, boomerang back to you. And it's something that's going to happen in your life that you're going to say, dang, I shouldn't have fucked around with Tim. Dang, I shouldn't have. And I know this because of the messages, right? Those Facebook messengers that you're not quite friends with these people, but somehow they found you like, I just want to say, this is this about Tim. I don't say it to like pop my collar. I'm saying like, shit, I was trying to tell you this stuff back then, but y'all ain't gonna listen. I wasn't gonna waste my breath repeating it. Hey, but you're not, you were doing them a favor trying to tell them, right? Because I- For sure. Because to be honest, is where I'm at, they should have seen, They sorry. They did see the purpose that was in you and, our, you and I's life, right? They didn't acknowledge or appreciate it. Because they hadn't yet to see it in themselves. That's why it's so easy for me to like um, head nods your guests, right? I'm like, they got it. That's it. Or I told you like such and such, I could see them speaking. This person I could have, I think her name was Tori. I'm, I'm positive her name was Tori. I was like, I could have lunch with her. Yep. I, that's sis. Sis was moving with a baby in her hip, like making move. I, I could resonate. So it's just some people when you when you have your own thing and then that piece on the side, you click with people. It doesn't make it so hard then to see everybody else because you already see it for yourself. <laughs> and it also helps you weed out those that ain't worth your time, right? Mm-hmm. Because very easy. Someone could be your boss and you can give four shits about them. Someone could be your boss with some intention and you like, you know, makes you like, okay, let's power up, let's let's shake some things. Mm-hmm. And I've had those individuals in my life. You have shout out to them, those people as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that situation up though. Um, well, I guess I'm glad I brought it up and you expanded upon it because there are people even today that know me as YCIV. But what I realized because of what you taught me, right? Because I know who I am and whose I am. Mm-hmm. I'm more than that. Oh yeah. If you're still living on that seven years later, you missing you missed the boat. Yeah, you really you missed the boat that you see and right. the one that's coming <laughs> that right. you don't see. Right. But then two, though you paid a lot of money and invested in my teeth and everything else the most important investment that you ever that i'm claiming for myself that you ever did was buy me that book and mm. give me that book when you did because to be honest again what people are seeing right yes it's god speaking through me and, and living out god, god my me living out god's purpose for me in real time but it's all purpose it's all purpose yeah when it's when it's purpose right when it's purpose it's easy right and i say it's easy not in the sense that i don't struggle to wake up every morning right or i'm right. not tired or sleepy but that i know Okay, yeah, I'm still a little scared, but go go do it anyway. Yeah. But it's why when people ask, "How you do this?" This don't, don't you're asking worry, the wrong question. <laughs> you you're asking the wrong question. Yeah. Yeah. You're asking the wrong questions. Like I said, walk with me or get out the way. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna move us to segment three, uh, which is how can I and how can our podcast community best support you? And like I said, we've had I think mean, I've learned some things about you and Elliot now in the last two weeks that I did not know. Good good to hear. Um, but you still are your own person right? right you mentioned before that you are a black woman living their best life mm-hmm. um, so how can we best support you in this moment uh 2022 as you continue to walk in your purpose as well i want to be surrounded by those people so don't don't do it because i said it do it because it's needed do it because the world needs to see what real life is all about right of course there there's a social media age so thank god it wasn't around you know <laughs> in my younger years because it might not be legal to be on the pie right now, but live in such a way that you, you, you know, people say this before, but you die empty. 
You don't want anyone to say, I wish they could have. I didn't know. How could they? And that's when I was thinking about this when you were talking about, Mom, I want you on the pod. I said, really, this is my love letter to you. Uh, I had sent you a dedication on your birthday. And then I said, this is chapter one. <clears throat> but this is my love letter to you that if, and it is, life is but a vapor. Mm. But when it's my time, I want you to be able to look back or look deep into your heart to say my mom loved bold, my mom loved big, and my mom loved without regret. Mm. I want you to know, and I want your audience to know, it's not that you're great because you are. <clears throat> you're great because that's how God designed you in my life. They just get to see, they get the extra off that, right? So they haven't yet to see like, you know, one of your biggest cheerleaders is your Nita mom. And that woman will be 72 and she will fight anybody listening. Okay. <laughs> she will fight anybody. And I mean, fist fight. Now she, she's a good cusser too, but fist fight. But when you recognize, again, your why of who you are and whose you are, and then who God has allowed to be in your life, it just makes everybody move differently. So if you think of those that are listening, if you guys start to move differently, think of then the, the ripple effect of those that you can make change to and how that's going to make this world. So you're not just looking at that one person. You're not looking for the quote unquote, the Cardi B's or the Chance the Rapper or you know whomever like you want to put in those air quotes, but you're looking at your community of people that you grew up with, people that you're working with, people that you're surrounding with in your social time. That's what's going to make the pulse. You know, that's like living in a worldwide HBCU, you know, living with excellence. And so I hope that people take from that. And if they don't, I think they're missing out on something that's bigger than themselves, which is the purpose of why they're here. Everybody's here for a reason. It's just have you taken the time to figure that out. And you don't have to be exact, but you do have to be on the tracks. Just get on the tracks. And where you're going to go with that, that's going to be the journey. That's going to be the journey. So this is my my love letter to you. Um, and part of that is I have to live for myself, right? Mm -hmm. I have to own that I am this beautiful Black woman who came from beautiful Black women mm -hmm. who's not going to stop. And if you mm -hmm. get a piece of that and you carry it with you, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Well, I say get on the. I like that. Get on the. Once you're on the tracks, the inertia will the inertia will carry you. That's it. Right. <laughs> the inertia. I'm a product of that. I'm a. I'm a reflection of that in the in the flesh. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm going to ask you again. Then what can I do to best support my black woman mother? Keep staying. Keep staying bold. Like you. You give me energy, man. Like Tuesday morning, I'm like, roll up. I start to brush my teeth and hit hit play, right? You give me energy. So just you, like when you share some of the stories, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So just keep being you. Just keep living your life. Keep living your life, you know, um, and making no apologies about it. You know, you've encountered a, a lot of, of powerful. That's one thing about you is I can't you know, maybe one, we were being honest, but you know, you don't have no okie dokes around you, but the people that you've been around, like, right, their stories, I can still see it, you know, folding out. 
just keep being you because that's what you're attracting and then that's what you're you're leaving back somebody's when they say your name they're saying it when they say your tfb forward is a reason right that's that legacy so keep making that ripple because that gives me energy to keep doing what i'm doing not that i wouldn't do it without you so i want to make that clear mm -hmm. tim and i are tim and i that that's my roadie <laughs> but we're we are two very independent people um we just give juice uh, off each other that's real and i appreciate that yeah that's why i added the f i told you that yeah i want to go timothy for it but <laughs> you know i wouldn't let me nevertheless <laughs> we'll move forward we'll move forward and again to our uh, before we bounce questions yo I'm actually curious to see who you gonna, what you gonna answer with these. First one though, favorite sports memory. One you watched, witnessed, Ooh. played in, competed in. Favorite sports memory. Uh, I mean, I be honest. <laughs> it was just, wasn't but a couple months ago, we rolled down to South Carolina. Like uh, you yeah. talk about, I was stunned. Like you never <laughs> put people on a pedestal. So I don't want to do that. But again, somebody's energy, somebody knows what the fuck they're doing and why that's coach Don. Um, even if, if you, if you don't like anything about the way that she coaches, but the reason why she coaches the way that she coaches, that's enough for you to say, okay, bet it up, bet it up. So that's a good one. that is, that is like a highlight. Um, I think maybe close second is, is seeing your relay team win. I mean, y'all were true. Mm true underdogs there. And you had a man who, what was that coach's name? Who had that big white beard? Uh, Jim Ingle. Yeah. And then you had the skinny Jamaican coach. Coach Mason, yeah. Um, yeah. And took y'all to places. Yeah. That was, that was pretty special. And then of course, you know, high school when you had that corner kick um, yeah. in Balabon field. So that was kind of special. So those would be the ones that would relate to you um, personally, like seeing our high school girls team Wednesday, um, playing on the softball team, playing on the basketball team. Those are all very special, but Don is definitely number one and will probably be number one until I go to another South Carolina game in Columbia. Yeah, that's, a, that's an annual tradition for sure. Yeah. That's an annual tradition. Uh, question two, your top, this is gonna be a good one. Your top five artists, musical artists, Ooh. or it could be other artists, your reign. And let me tell you something, the, people you cannot name or I don't wanna hear about, Mary J. Blige, Maxwell, Mariah Carey, Life Jennings. These are all people we heard over. I know, over. I know. What was you going know. through, bro? You you was hurt? What was you going through? <laughs> That's what Brandy like, said the other day. She was like, are you hurt? Um, okay, I got to pull out for sure, for sure, Pac. Um, for sure, for sure, Biggie. For sure, for sure, Drake. Not because, you know, you played it out. Um, but when you listen to Drake by yourself, you know, for sure, for sure, uh, Fred Hammond. Oh, yeah. And uh, for sure, I got to give it to my girl, Jill Scott. It's a good list. That'll be yeah. it. It's a good list. Uh, three, question three. You go to brunch, five people, you plus five people, living or deceased. Who are you bringing? Who are you inviting? Pac, mm. Harriet Tubman. Got to put Lily May in there. Uh, gotta put my mama in there. Mm. And the last person, you know, I'm gonna throw Oprah in there. So you love some Oprah, boy. I think that'd be yeah. a nice spirited conversation. You love 
uh, smoke, bro. I remember watching. Yeah, you used to record. Then you go to the shows too. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. That's again, you have to have a vision three times yeah. when you had to make reservations through the phone line. Yeah. Um, before we jump off, I got, well, I got another question for you, but who do you want to see on the pod? I want to get Nina Mom here. Nina Mom on here so bad. She's going to be so confused. I could see Anita rocking the pod. Um, Anita, Coach Don. Um, yeah, those would be the top two. That's off the rip, off the dome. Good list, though. Good one and two. What do you want to share with us as we close out, not just this episode, but this season? Well, I guess, well, I actually didn't have to wish, but what do you want to share with us? I don't think people actually realize, like, not how just how easy it was, but how intentional it was for you to do this pod. Um, it was kind of, you know, if I said that my presence today was a love letter to you, I think this was your love letter. I think the um, creation of this pod has been your love letter to people who have touched you in such a way, i.e. your guest. Um, what started out as you sharing about it on the porch I think we had just went to some restaurant and you was like flipping open a beer, like, mom, this is what I'm going to do. Let's rock it out and do it. Mm. Um, so I just think that people, if they really take time to hone in on something that they want to do, even if it seems like a crazy thought on a porch in a hot summer day with a beer, like really the impact that it could have for others. So just live your life in such a way where that you leave something, you deposit something on people, not for them to get it and hold it tight, da, 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 because you never know that seed that you're planting is going to impact somebody, which could impact somebody. So live your life on your terms. And remember, nobody... <laughs> I think I've said this to you plenty of times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you ain't worth people's dreams. So meaning don't go into someone's life trying to fuck it up, right? Go with intention because they damn sure ain't worth yours, right? Mm -hmm. Permission to live your life on how you want to live it. And that didn't come from man, that came from, from above. For real. But I said, just live life, live big, listen to good music, stay black, <laughs> do your thing. Well, I'll do this. I'll do this. I don't know. I'll find time to do it. I promise you a Tim Talks. You know, I like those. Yeah. I'm going to close this shit out season four with a Tim Talks after this. Okay. Sum up everything because I got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> you have since but a wee child. You, you <laughs> always had a lot to say. And that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good I, thing. I have a lot. To, I have a lot to say. And the second thing that I'll say as we close, I have a lot I want to share with you, is that there's no way, and like I told you last week, and you might get me crying again, probably not. I'll probably wait till I see you in person. But there's no way I would be who or where I am without, again, you, Ilya, and Edema. And I've said this, I'll say this every International Women's Day, if y'all want me to, it's not for y'all, but for me and y'all, is that I am a product. Like what y'all are seeing, a product, first guy, but then two, two black women who committed to making sure that I got everything I was owed in this world. And that was promised to me in this world. That's it. No other gimmicks, St. X, no, Ohio State Coastal, no, Maryland, no. P Leslie, Carol, <laughs> Anita Carol, G-O-D, in reverse order. You, feel, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want to say, I, I want to say thank you that I receive it. And that um, one thing you told me and I told you I was going to put it on my quote for the walk with TAB that week. 
was that P.S. When people sleep on you, let them get their rest. This episode has been one in which we've now introduced you to a minute and uh, hour and 10 minutes of what our conversations are like. <laughs> they ain't heard the other ones. They don't know they, what's coming. You see what I'm saying? They don't know that. They don't know that, cuz. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Because we just, just, we just, we'll sprinkle. That's what we, this, this, this is what we do. <laughs> we warming up, yo. But I'm going to yeah. do a Tim Talks. I'm going to do a Tim Talks for you. That's what I promise to you. All right. I'm gonna, I got it. I'm going to do that. But for everyone else, yo, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Walk with TFB. I'm again, go back last week, listen to Ilya's episode, then come back and listen to this episode again with my mama. Um, and then the week after, if not the week after that, even some grace, Tim Talks, volume, whatever it is, will be coming out. Um, been humble too long. It's time to talk my shit. I got stuff to say. So, Ma, thank you for being on this podcast. For everyone else, Always. continue to listen, review, rate, um, and share on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But only, only if you mean it. But only if you, there you go. But only if you mean it. Uh, but as always, until then, walk with me. Walk with me.